You're listening to Only in Seattle. Hello, and welcome to Only in Seattle, where we talk about what's going on in Seattle's real estate market. I'm your host, Sean Reynolds, owner and designated managing broker of Summit Properties Northwest. Let's get started. Mr. Dan Chapman from Fairway Independent Mortgage. Welcome, and thank you for being a part of our first podcast. We've got our podcast stuff. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. We've got it routed to the equipment, we think, and so... We're going to cover some topics that we hope the listeners and viewers, we're also going to make a video out of it as well. So we've got a bunch of cameras here too. Um, let's do it. So let's talk about one of the big things. So you're a mortgage guy. I'm a real estate broker, yep. owner, and I'm also a, an appraisal owner, owner of appraisal company, mm-hmm. Ronald's Client Appraisal. Um, one of the big topics right now is that Seattle market is dropping in appreciation at the fastest of any major market in the United States. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about yeah. that and then also kind of what we foresee that kind of taking place into 2019 because we're almost at the end of 2018. Right. So I wanted to kind of get your opinion on, on things that are affecting the mortgage market. I'll kind of talk on the real estate end of things and value end of things. And we'll hopefully cover some topics that people find interesting and are are helpful. Yeah, I think it'll be great. 2019 is here already. I can't believe it's here this fast. I know. That was quick. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's a year. been a good year. Um, We're going to see some changes this next year. I think a lot of people are very... Um, curious about what's going to happen with the Seattle what's real estate market, with, the Seattle with interest market. rates. So it's very, it's, it's an exciting time. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, definitely changes so, going on. Yeah, and some of the things we've seen recently, the Seattle Times specifically, basically saying the end of the the world is here as far as the Seattle real estate market goes, <laughs> um, and then the headquarters two and three being chosen on the East Coast yeah, for Amazon. For Amazon. Yeah. That's something that's out there, but that's been in the works a while. Yep. Um, and then, you know, most recently, Case Schiller basically saying that we have the fastest decelerating market. Seattle's the yeah. fastest decelerating market in the United States. And there can be some confusion between that, right? Decelerating. What does deceleration in the market yeah. and pricing mean versus actual prices going down below, um, you know, what the average is, uh, you know? And the media tries to spin it as price dropping. Yeah. But what's really happening yeah. is that we're still appreciating. It's just we're appreciating slower and yeah. slower. Yeah, the days of 15 slower. to 18% are over. We, we had that run. Right. So, that run is done. Yeah. And now we're looking at smaller numbers. Right. And one of the things that you and I were kind of working through is what are predictions for 2019? Mm-hmm. And some of Properties Northwest, we have kind of an in-house economist. Yeah. Uh, and his feeling is that we are going to decelerate until September of 2019. Right. And at that point in time, we will start to see prices actually drop. Yep. So they'll no longer be going up. They will come down. And so September mm-hmm. is kind of September of next year is kind of the magic cutoff when things turn. Okay. And, and I know and that's you, coming from a guy who has a PhD in, in, in economics and we do not. Yeah. 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 Uh. We don't. But as we were talking that through, yeah. you were saying one of the guys that you follow, yeah. Barry Habib, Barry Habib yeah. was also predicting a yeah. recession. Yeah, so, so he's on CNBC and Fox News business uh, a lot. Um, usually they have him on like every quarter. Um, and I subscribe to his um service which is very detailed and he um 
he talks and he's talked about it before. Um, he's uh, he's very well educated. He's you know he's tied in with the Wall Street guys. He used to be um, a, a bond trader on Wall Street. Um, so he's somebody in the industry that yeah. everybody kind of follows. Yeah. So he's yeah. talked about actually today. Um, you know, in the first we're in the first week of December. Obviously, he talked about um, a possible inverted yield curve. Um, which is a sign of a recession, and it's not—it's—it's it's an indicator or a sign that a recession is coming. The past four times the yield curve has inverted. They, um, the past four times, um, there's been a recession that has followed within a year. So, um, what the inverted yield curve is is you've got the two-year treasury, yep. and you've got the ten-year treasury. So, two years here, ten years here. Yeah, two years here, ten years here. Typically, you're, if you're putting your money in short term, you're getting a less return on your investment. Okay. If you're putting in your money in long term, you're getting a greater return on your investment. Yep. Those when they then, when they plateau when that, or invert. Yeah. Then when they uh, flip. Yeah, when they flip. Right now, they're um, roughly. I looked this morning. The um, ten years at two point eight zero percent. And uh, or excuse me, two point nine zero, and the two years at two point eight zero. So pretty close. Yeah, really close. Yeah. So that's a that's kind of a gauge or an indicator of. So what would make that actually invert? You know, that's a really good question. It it, it has to do for the most part with um, you know Wall Street and investors and where they're where they're putting the money, but it also has to do with deflation. And when we get not inflation, but deflationary numbers, yep. meaning money's coming, sort of coming out of the economy. There's less jobs. Um, you know, um, your oh, the strong economy kind of weakening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the good thing about it is not inflation. Your dollar, you can, you know, is not is not getting hit as hard. You know, you get more for your money. Gas is not at four dollars a gallon. It might be at three. You know, right. um, things right. like that. Consumer things kind of coming down. Yeah, yeah. So in that aspect, but it, it definitely means, you know, for the job market, less jobs, maybe, maybe some companies laying off. Right, right. So. We're, we're hearing and, and talking about things kind of uh, flipping in September of 2019, yeah. we were also talking about what could really impact that. And right now, what's impacting my industry and your industry, mm-hmm. you're on the mortgage end, I'm on the sales and appraisal. The appraisal especially has been hit. And the refinance market, and that's because of the refinance yeah. market, and that's on your end as well. You were telling me kind of your percentage of business right. has dramatically changed. Yeah, it's shifted from, um, I think, uh, 2017, uh, 70% of my business was purchase, 30% was refi. This year, 2018, 90% purchase so that is an inversion refi yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty heavy thankfully inversion. my purchase business went up so right. um you know as far as the volume i didn't take a hit so okay uh, in business um, right and right. uh you know so you kind of saw that coming and focused on the purchase business exactly yeah and yeah yeah but that's a tough thing to do and there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there right now who have been focused on the refinance yeah because rates have been so low and it's hard to pass up that low-hanging fruit. Sure it is. But then yeah. when it's no longer there, then you're like, yeah. what do we do now? Yeah. And so there's a whole group of guys kind of trying to retool, guys and gals, yep. out there trying to retool. And we see this every single time rates go up. Yeah, it's cyclical. So It totally just happens. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. So how many refinances are you seeing come through right now? I don't know. I got a couple going on this month in December. But the rest are purchase loans. Purchase, you know? um, yeah. And so the people that are refinancing, you know, maybe they're getting a divorce. Maybe they uh, want to drop PMI. 
Um, maybe they need cash out to pay off debts. Um, There's a specific purpose to their refinance yeah. versus, hey, rates are really good. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They, need uh, they might be in like a, they might have done like a three or five year arm and now they're like, oh, that thing's going up. I got to get out. Right. So there's a real reason why they need to refinance. Yeah. Yeah. Because rates have bumped up enough where if you've financed within the last few years, you're not going to refinance right now. Yeah. Right. If you refinanced two, three years ago, you're not refinancing to, for rate. Right, you know, because rates at the bottom were at three. Yeah, it's, you know, in the last three years, three point seven five on a thirty-year fix. You know, right, right around there. And so. now we are. Um, well, five. you know, we, we we went above five for a little bit there, and yep. now um, we're a little bit below five right now. We got a little bit of a short-term improvement. We're you know, but we're about four point eight seven five on a conventional. Okay. Loan, no points. So it's come down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a recovery. Yeah, yeah, it's been a nice little breather. It's just going to be a short-term breather, but it's, okay. it's nice. Okay. Yeah. And then we are expecting to see rates continue to climb because interest rates, are, you know, Fed's yeah. probably going to bump up the interest rates, but that's also under discussion right now, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of people are talking about, and, you know, our prediction that September 2019 things are going to go from deceleration to, you know, values dropping. Yeah. Something that could really impact that is if the Fed holds off yeah. on their kind of aggressive rate bump up, Yeah. Um, then we could see a little bit of easing. And that's based on, you, you know this stuff way better than I do, but that's based on kind of economic information coming out that, yeah. hey, maybe we're heading into a little bit of a recession here. Yeah, they got to be careful. And if you, you know, you know, President Trump likes to tweet, right? And he oh, yeah. Was, he was upset. He's a good Fed. tweeter. Yeah, he was upset That's with the Fed the other well. day. He's like, you guys better <laughs> knock this off or we're going to head into recession, you know? So basically slow down, you know? And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're probably going to see one more rate hike in the next quarter um, for the Fed. Um, but and then they'll they'll be real cautious moving forward. But I think we'll see a couple next year. Yeah, um, more than likely. Maybe and two, so people maybe are kind of pointing at that, going, "Hey, rates are going to go up. Yeah, let's make our decisions now today based on that." Yeah. Now let's talk about the Fed though. When they when they raise the rate, they're raising the short term rate. So yeah, they're not. And you know this, but the audience may not. But they're not raising fixed interest rates on mortgage. They're not raising mortgage rates. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. When you see that notice, the Fed raised rates. It doesn't mean your mortgage rate went up. If if you didn't lock. Yes, that's right. Don't worry about that. When yeah. the Fed raises rates a quarter percent, rates aren't going up a quarter percent overnight. Right. Um, they, they can trickle up. Um, a lot of times when they make that announcement, that day or that week, rate pricing will improve. It gets better. It doesn't always, but, it, yeah. but the markets, if they expect Unless it, it the will. Fed does something unexpected. Yes, exactly. And then all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Might go up, might go down. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, if you've got a line of credit, home equity line of credit, a lot of people have those. That rate, if it's not fixed, is going to go up when the Fed raises rates, right? Because they're raising the short term rate, and that has that's tied to the prime rate. Yep, uh, the home equity line of credit. So, yep. One of the theories about when we go into a recession is that, and when prices start to drop on real estate, is that money is moving out of the residential mortgage market. People are not getting loans that they once qualified for and were getting. Are you seeing that at all from your end or any of your associates? You know, hey, I got declined on this loan for this guy because of this. Are you seeing that tightening factor happen at all? As far as like guidelines for loans, no. Um, If anything, guidelines have gotten less strict over the last year. Okay. you know, there's always the um, jumbo loans that are going to be strict, but conventional is not that strict. Um, 
and another topic about loan limits going up recently. But um, the only thing that I see is um, rates have gone up, so that person may not have as much purchasing power, right? Yep. Buying power um, as they did, uh, say, six months ago at a right. lower rate. So they're not able to buy as much. So the le- they're, they're, you know, they're just not been able to get that as large of a loan. You know? Right. So, they can afford less yeah. with higher interest rates. Yeah. Just can't borrow as much. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it puts, it puts some people that are renters in a little bit of a bind because, um, you know, prices have gone way up, right? Yeah. So rates. So yeah. so there's a little – there's people that maybe wanted to buy, but they, they felt like they missed their opportunity. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that feel like they missed their opportunity because they're like, oh, man, if I'd have bought a year ago, you know, my payment would have been – X amount of dollars less, maybe $500 a month less on a right. $500,000 purchase. And then the market's gone up since then. Yeah. We're still, yeah. still got appreciation. Yeah. That $500,000 home a year ago yeah, is, is, is now. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah, 600 probably grand. 600. Yeah. 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 And so. I and then think, rates are up 1% from a year ago. Right. So double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. If we would have had pricing stay the same, okay, they can live with an increase in interest rate that's going to impact their payment. But now yeah. they're doing that on top of a bigger down payment they need. And yeah. it's just going to be a bigger payment with the, the, the cost to buy the more expensive home yeah. and also the interest rate being more. Right. So, so I think what we're seeing in Seattle from my end on the sales and the appraisal end is we're seeing some buyer fatigue. People are stepping back. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we had the, the hottest appreciating market for I think 22 months straight. Yeah, it's crazy. It was something just nutty. And that yeah. was only surpassed by Portland, I think, in the early 1990s. Oh, okay. That's the wow. the historic run that Seattle just had. Mm-hmm. Number one market in the United States. That can only go on for so long. Right. And so now we've got the number one market for deceleration. Yes, that makes sense. So what goes up comes down Yeah. in this case, and that's super true. Yeah. And so we're seeing that, and what people aren't understanding is that values aren't dropping. They're just appreciating slower and slower and slower. Yeah, and I, I made some notes on that, um, today's CoreLogic um, data that came out um, through the month of October, I believe it was. Okay. Um, that, and this is nationally, so this isn't directly Seattle market, but the national um, appreciation is, is currently at 5.4% on, on average, and it's expected to be um, to go to 4.8% year over year. Um, you know, from October of this year to October of next year. Okay. Um, so, you know, if, if you were to buy a house and still get 4.8% appreciation a year, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 That's a sign of a still a pretty strong economy. Yeah. It's just that we have been so expectant of, well, we're probably going to see 10, 15% appreciation. Yeah. And those numbers are just, those are wild numbers. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, you can't have that kind of appreciation go on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that'd be like buying Amazon stock when it was really low, and you're you're getting all of it. But now, when you want to buy it, it may not appreciate as fast, but no. it's going to grow because it's yeah, you know, it's going to go up. But yeah. I mean, and we think we'll we'll see what happens. But a lot of people are predicting a national housing recession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I think we've identified, you know, kind of where Seattle is right now. Yeah. And where I think and where a lot of people think the Seattle market is going to continue in 2019. Yeah. And, and then one of the things there is to let people beware 
that or just aware of the fact that even though the Seattle market might be slowing, if you've got a five-year plan or a 10-year plan for your house, what yeah. we're talking about now in 2018 and 2019 doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's a long time. Because real estate's a long term. Yep. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to go up. It's going to come down. Yep. But Seattle's still a pretty darn good place to live. Right. We've still got a bunch of jobs coming in. A strong economy. Strong economy. We're not we're not giving away loans like they were in two thousand uh, you know no. six two thousand. You actually have to have a job. Yeah, you have to have a job. You have to yeah. have income. That we look at debt to income ratio. We look at credit. Yeah. Um, we're not doing zero down. Right. Five eighty. Things that would actually impact, impact your ability to repay the loan. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Underwriting. Yes. Yes. They're doing it. So that there's a big difference between the recession that could be coming than we had, you know, in that housing crash. I mean, you know that. It's right. a huge difference. Um, yeah. You know. Because that last recession was led by housing declining. Yes. Because it was propped up. It was. It was inflated big so, time. So high. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I don't see that happening either. Although on a national basis, I could see things slowing down mm-hmm. pretty hard. Yeah. But that's pretty normal, too. Yeah, it could be a one to two year you know, where we see a real slowdown in, 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 you know, but if a recession happens, um, it's likely to drive interest rates back down. Yep. Um, and we could see rates trickle back down, um, you know, 2020, 2021 to the 4%, low 4% range. Right. Um, so we have this slowdown going into 2019 mm-hmm. and then probably 2020, but then you're saying we might come back around with some lower rates yeah so that'll help people yeah um you know save money on their existing re- home refinance right. we were talking about we need a good recession <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i like recessions yeah. they recessions help, they help. Drop they're good rates. for business they drop yeah. rates yeah they're good for business people want to refi they yep. may want to list their home they might yep. want to sell it and take some cash you know and maybe they're downsizing for retirement yep. or you know I mean, a lot of lot of factors. A lot of factors. Yeah, a lot of baby boomers it. retiring, things yeah. like that. And I think one of the things that that we're insulated from here in the in the Pacific Northwest is that when we have a national recession, our market still goes up. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't happen right. across the U.S. Right. Because if you are losing, if your your values are dropping in your home, you don't have equity to pull out on a second mortgage. No. Doesn't happen. No. Yeah. You can't sell your home because it might be a short sale now. Yes, that's correct. And we've got all these jobs coming in, driving our market, and we love to see that yeah. recession coming because, ah, lower interest rates. Yeah. Let's stimulate the economy. Yep. Let's, Let's make, make, make this, this thing, thing go. go. Yeah. And so, like you said, the Seattle job market is, um, I mean, it's one of the fastest growing economies in, in, in the U.S. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a city that we can name that is faster, you know. San Francisco is always in there. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, yeah, because they've got they've had that tech tech support before. Right, we did. Yeah, um, but we've got a different market than San Francisco. Yeah, you know, it's smaller, and um, hopefully it doesn't get as big as San Francisco. No, <laughs> yeah, because Seattle will change if it does. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, so we kind of t- touched on Case Schiller basically calling us out, saying, "Hey, we're super slow." Or we're decelerating in our appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of where we sit. And so a lot of people are asking what is happening in um, what's going to happen in this spring. Yeah. 
as far as rates and yeah, yeah. what's going to happen with the market yeah that's very it's a very interesting time i think a lot of people there are a lot of people that are going to want to wait to sell till spring um you know typically it, you know it's lighter out you know it's not as dark and people you know are more apt to move and during that time so you know in our business it's it's you know there's a lot of activity from march through september you know so but what's going to happen in spring as that's far as, the majority of our market yeah yeah. yeah. So I think people are kind of hesitant right now. What's going to happen in spring? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that missed the spring market this year. Yeah. It maybe had their properties in the market. I'm working with quite a few summit brokers who've got listings that were taken off the market. Yep. They're going to be coming back on. I'm working with home sellers. Hey, what are we going to see for spring? What are we going to see for numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I got a client right now who is. I'm going to list his home in the. They're going to list their home with their agent in the spring, um, and they're actually looking to buy a house right now because he feels that um, it's now is a good time to buy and rates are lower and the rates are going to go up. Um, but he wants to wait till the spring. But he qualifies, so you know, right for for, for being able to do that. Yeah. So, so what are what are you recommending to your clients? Hey, as far as spring, you wait until spring. What does that look yeah, like? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance rates will be up another quarter percent yep. in the spring. Okay. Possibly three-eighths percent, but I think conservatively a quarter percent by the time yep. we get to you know March, April. So rates will be at five and change. Yeah, five and an eighth, five and a quarter. Okay. Um, you know, um, maybe 5.375, somewhere in that range. So I'd say five and an eighth to 5.375 would be okay. my prediction for the spring. And will that have given people enough time to kind of get used to the idea that rates are going to be that high? Because I know we've definitely had, yeah, you know, kind of shell-shocked that rates have gone up yes. and it's quiet in the market. Yeah. Will that give people enough time to kind of get used to the idea that rates are there? Yeah. For the most part, if they're really in tuned with it and paying attention, you know, and they're not like a first-time home buyer maybe, but, you know, they're a move-up buyer, um, I think, you know, I think a lot of them are anticipating that rates are going to go up how much they don't really you know they probably don't know we don't know exactly either but um you know right now we got a little bit of an improvement in the last two weeks rates have gone back down an eighth percent right so um that's probably um you know from you know we were at our peak i think for the last uh uh you know gosh i think it was the last nine ten years at our peak two weeks ago for the last nine ten years for rates wow yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the high point. Yeah, yeah, since um, since like 2008, I think. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was saying um, that home price growth hasn't slowed this much since 2011, at the peak of the Great Recession. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So those numbers kind of correlate that um, we're just at a, a slowdown. We're having a slowdown right now. Yep. Yep. Um, the question is, is like to your economist, 2019, in the fall of 2019, um, you know, what does that mean for somebody that, say, buys a house now for 600000 What does that mean from the fall of 2019 moving forward in an estimate of possible uh, value or, or, you know, price drop? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? Is that is that five uh, percent? You know, is that ten percent? So five percent is thirty grand on six hundred. Yeah. You can take that hit. That's not yep. that big a deal. That's as, not a huge as long, hit. Like you said, as long yep. as you're not selling. And yep. I tell my clients this: Hey, if you're concerned about it, and you, it, it, I would be concerned if I was not going to live in the house for at least five years. 
Right. I would. Yeah, yeah. If, if your game plan is five years yeah. or less, then yeah. you, you need to yeah. kind of be super careful yeah. about what you've got going on. Right. Um, if yep. it's longer than that, then you're probably fine because yep. I think long term we're going to be fine here. Yep. Um, if we have a massive national and worldwide recession, yeah. all bets, all are, bets off. are off. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether we have a strong economy here or not, yeah, you're gonna get the boat's gonna get rocked. But the bottom line is, I always tell people, and you know, and just like we talked about earlier, that we don't we're not giving away mortgages. You know, it's, right. it's not going to be spurred on by bad mortgage debt. Right. You know. Right. Um, so we've got some more specifics in place that are kind of ensuring that housing isn't gonna go crazy. Yes. Because of the kind of lending practices that are out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got people who are looking to relist their homes in spring. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of telling them that pricing is going to be less than when they left the market mm -hmm. at maybe the beginning or end of the summer, this past summer that we just experienced. Yeah. Because things have slowed down. And a lot of that is because the pricing back then was so based on, well, the market's still kind of going up. Yeah. Whereas now it's slowed down and I think it's going to, it, it's got to come down a little bit to entice buyers yes. to come back into the marketplace because a lot of what we're experiencing is that buyers are buyer fatigue. Yeah. They, yeah. they can't experience even with uh, increase in inventory, even with the increase in inventory, a huge increase in inventory. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. I think uh, we're 33% more inventory in November than we were the previous November. That's something like that. Yeah. A lot of inventory, Yeah, but we're, we've still got a shortage. Yeah. We're still at, still, I, I think system-wide, we're only like two two months of two, inventory. A little, little over two months of inventory Something in, like in that. a normal market is... Four to six months. Four to six months, yeah. Yeah. So we've had a ton wow. of inventory come back on, yeah. but uh, we're still not a at a balanced market. Yeah. And so a lot of these factors will impact where pricing is this coming spring. I think it's going to be an interesting spring. I, I think, think it'll be super interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I think having a really... Listening to your realtor and listing it for what it should be listed for instead yeah. of feeling like, hey, my house is going to sell for the top of the market. You yeah. Know, you know, it's it's so be if the guy's an appraiser and a broker, yeah. maybe listen to yes, him. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And that goes to appraised <laughs> values. Like, like what, you know, what do you right now, what are you seeing on appraised values compared to, you know, say six months ago? The, the most interesting thing that I've experienced is that values on the typical residential home are still going up slowly okay but new construction has taken a massive hit and that is because the builders were pricing their homes at such aggressive levels yes they were that those levels have come have backed off because those numbers were never there yeah. that was based on that rapid appreciation right and the numbers that they had to project in order to get their loans through their lenders yeah those numbers aren't there yeah. And now we've got a lot of new construction inventory on the market. Yep. Um, I counted between 1.8 million and 3.3 million in Kirkland, kind of that little Houghton up to east of market. And that 1.8 to 3.3 Kirkland? There was, there was yeah. 27 homes on the market. Yeah. All new construction builds. And you're right about the overpricing because um, I just closed one um, in Kirkland uh, that was originally listed in the summer for 2.6. And it was purchased for one point nine. Ooh, yeah, seven hundred thousand yeah. dollar haircut. Yeah, that's a big one. That's yeah. a rare one. The builder was yeah. um, not pricing it correctly. 
Right. Um, and yeah. then I just closed one yesterday in Kirkland, actually, um, that um, was originally at 1.8, and uh, it was purchased for 1.6. Okay. So, so both a couple new hundred construction. Grand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So and that was more reasonable. You know? it, it, a couple hundred grand doesn't bother me. Yeah. The one at 700, that just means somebody was so pie in the sky. Yes. Let's throw this number out there and see what happens. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we've experienced the last few years on the appraisal end that builders and their lenders are saying, you guys are so conservative. Well, we're basing it on what we think the house would sell today, not six months from now when it's built. Yes. Because yes. they're figuring, okay, we're a 15% appreciation market. It's going to be worth this in six yeah, months. Yeah, because new construction, um, you know, we're doing the appraisal on the plans and specs. It's yep. not done yet. As of today. Right. Yeah. Not six right. months, not nine months when the building cycle gets Yeah, you done. can't forecast what it's going to be out in six no. months. you got to do it today. No. Yeah, it makes sense. So on the appraisal end, we're co- consistently, the last few years, have been accused of being extremely conservative yeah. because the builders are using these projected numbers. As builders do, because that's right. how they operate. Right. Well, guess what? That projected number is no longer there. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. yeah they got to do sure. some big price cuts. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah. Fairly. But you know, <laughs> the builders made some money. Um, you yeah. Know? Uh, so they're yeah. Not, they're not. They're not hurting. They're not hurting like they were in 2008. No. Know? They yeah. They're not yeah. facing. Yeah. You know, there's probably some builders out there, obviously, that are worried about inventory they have out. Yeah. Because um, their numbers now are so much higher than they were two, three years ago. Yeah. The, the the numbers are just astronomical. Yeah. I mean, a couple million bucks back in the day used to get you a great home. Oh, yeah. Now it's like starter new construction yeah. in Seattle. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> you go to any other market and for a million bucks, you get a great home. Seattle, yeah. it's a big metropolitan city now. You don't get that. Yeah, it's changed. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Well, I think we've covered pretty much all the topics we wanted to cover, Dan. Yeah. Anything else you can add from your end that would help people kind of understand what they might be looking at in 2019? Yeah, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's speculation, but rates are forecasted to rise. And, yep. you know, if they want to see what something may look like for their unique scenario, um, you know, I have a loan comparison tool that's, um, you know, called the cost of waiting. I also yep. have a buy versus rent comparison tool. And I think, tool. We, I think we did yeah, we a, did a video uh, on the cost of we waiting. We did a video on that. Yeah, even if you put in... You want to be real conservative and put in, hey, 1% appreciation or zero appreciation or whatever. Right. You know, I put in forecasted. But if you want to do that and just see what it looks like with rates going up. Yeah. You know, um, you, you can get an, idea. get an idea and make an educated uh, decision. I mean, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to push people into buying something if they don't want to buy it. But, you know, you want to educate, make sure everybody's educated. Right, right. So we'll put a link to that video in the description of the video we're creating from this podcast. Yes. Yeah as well. Um, and so you can check out a lot of the work that we've done with Dan on our Summer Properties Northwest YouTube channel. Yep. Um, we've also got a great Facebook group. Dan, you've got a great Facebook group. And that's one of the reasons we like working with you is you do a lot of social media. You post consistently. You mm-hmm. post as consistently as anybody in the real estate industry. Yeah. And I think buyers and I think real estate brokers respect that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's talk to that Dan Chapman guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just for, you know, educating people. He's there. Value. Yeah, you're yeah. there. Yeah, and you also have a great reputation for calling people back and getting information to them. So if anybody listening to this or watching the video needs to get some information on the mortgage situation, Dan Chapman's your guy. 
We'll have uh, his information at the end of this video, and uh, it'll also be in the description of the podcast. Yeah. So, Dan, thank you so much for Thanks coming. for having me. And you know what? We'll see you next year. Yes, 2019. <laughs> 2019. New Year's. All right, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you.